Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. Baby, you a song, you make me want to roll my windows down and cruise. Hey, baby. <laughs> yeah, when I first saw that bikini top on her, she's popping right out of the South Georgia water, thought, oh, and good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play coming to you live here on this Friday. Casey Justclair here. We've got a jam-packed show coming your way. We'll be live, as always, until 1 o'clock. And who do we've got some stuff to talk about today? But before we talk about any of that stuff, before we thank our sponsors, before we do all of the good stuff that we do at the beginning of every show, It's game day in Southeast Louisiana. It is game day. We have got tarpon football. We have got so much to talk about today. We're going to talk about the Saints. We're going to talk about LSU. We're going to get our weekend predictions. We have so much to talk about until 1 o'clock. I saw one of the best high school football games that I've ever seen in my life last night. Ellender gets an overtime victory over Assumption. We have what? A lot of folks would consider an upset. South Terrebonne beats Vanderbilt last night. That was a great game out in the home area. We have two great results already in the books, and we've got a full schedule of games that are coming tonight. It is game day in southeast Louisiana. I'm fired up. You should be fired up. The weather is beautiful. This time next week, it's going to be cold. It's going to be in the 40s. We're going to be wearing jackets. Fall is finally here. Now, With that out of the way, let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here. And then I'm going to talk about the amazing Ellender game that we watched last night. The amazing South Terrebonne Vanderbilt game that we heard about last night. All kinds of drama in our area. The Blue Boot Foundation. We want to thank them for their support. Bent's RV, located on Highway 90 in Boutique. Southland Dodge and Homa. Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Dufresne Building Materials, got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets, feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafouche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Tonight, you could join us. Varsity High School football coverage, pregame 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. South Lafouche taking on Morgan City. We want to... Welcome everyone to campus. It's homecoming. Please come on out and support the kids. It'll be a fun night on campus. Our broadcast is sponsored by Galliano Marine Services, 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. I've got Chandler Guitros in the next segment of the show at 1145. I've got Damian St. Pierre at 1215. We're going to chat with Chandler about tarpon football, tarpon baseball. We're going to chat with Damian about who knows, (laughs) about whatever it is that comes up. LSU, the Saints, WWE, all the same stuff that we chat with Taylor about. We chat with Damian about. He offers his unique perspectives about everything happening in the world of sports. 
Now we've got to talk about the madness that happened last night out in Terrebonne Parish. The Ellender and Assumption game. And look, I've I've covered games now. God, I got back in the area in 2009. Caught the playoffs of 2009, and I've been here ever since. So 2010 on to now, you know, 12, 13 football seasons, whatever that math is. I've not seen very many, if any, games that were better than the game that I saw last night. Ellender gets a 38-37 win over Assumption in a game that was an absolute thriller. Both teams were nicked up. Assumption was playing virtually without a quarterback. They were kind of just doing very short passes and shotgun direct snaps, quarterback run all game long. They were limited offensively. Ellender lost their quarterback in like the second or third quarter to an apparent concussion. And then in addition to that, Ellender lost like the meat and potatoes of their team throughout the course of the game. They had three, four, five, six starters like go down. They were beat up. They're down 30 to 22 at the end of regulation. They have their backup quarterback playing. They have to go the entire length of the field. They get a first down. Get a, you know, another couple of yards. I believe it's second down. They throw a long bomb down the field and hit it. With a minute and 10 left, they make it 30-28. to 28. And, of course, you got to go for two. They hit it. Get the opportunity to tie the game. Then now you got to go back on the field and you got to hold Assumption back, right? Because Assumption's got a great kicker. They could reasonably make a 40 yard field goal. You get them, you know, hold them back, force overtime. Then in overtime, Assumption scores first, scores easily at that, scores first. It's 37 to 30. Ellender gets the football, they put it in. Jesse says, hey, we're going for two. Okay. Put the ball at the three-yard line. He knows that he has a timeout. He comes with a hard count. Gets Assumption to jump into the neutral zone. Move that ball from the three to the one and a half. Everybody in the stadium is thinking, hey, it's a backup quarterback. The ball's at the one and a half. They're going to put the ball in the running back's hands. Everyone in the stadium is thinking Ellender's going to try to jam this ball in from a yard and a half. Jesse Turner comes out with the cojones like we've never seen before at Ellender. He puts the ball in the hands of his backup quarterback, a kid who had been hit or miss throughout the course of the game, who had had some good spots but had some bad spots too, puts it in his hands. They do a little play action, hit a slant to Royal Williams, who is wide open in the end zone because everybody's playing the middle, thinking a run is coming. Royal Williams is wide open. It's an unbelievable call. It's an unbelievable finish for an unbelievable game between two really good teams. Ellender gets a 38-37 win. Unbelievable stuff from a Patriots team that now has won four games in a row. I saw Ellender against Bourgeois, and I tell this story on this show often. It was not good. They turned it over five, six times, maybe even seven times in the game. The vibe on the sideline wasn't good. There were receivers that were arguing, saying they wanted the ball, they needed the ball, this, that, and the other. The chemistry wasn't good. 
since that time, something happened. Because last night, even when things weren't going well, even in what, quite frankly, was a not very well-officiated game where Ellender was on the losing end of several very questionable calls, even without your quarterback, even during homecoming, even with a lot of your starters going down to injury and your half of your sideline are guys that don't have their helmets or their shoulder pads on because they're knocked out of the game. Those kids said, to hell with this. We're bouncing back. We're winning this damn game. An Ellender team five years ago would have lost that game by three touchdowns. Ellender today persevered and won it in overtime. That's a testament to Jesse Turner, the Ellender coach, busting his ass over the last several years to change the culture, to change the mindset, to change the attitude, to change the mentality, and the mindset of, hey, we're not just something to kill time until basketball season. We could do some things with this program now, too. They're 3-0 and in district play. They're heading to face Vanderbilt next week. They're going to be favored to win that game because guess what? They clobbered South Terrebonne. South Terrebonne beat Vanderbilt last night. Ellender's going to be favored to win that game next Friday, an opportunity to get to 4-0 in district play. And in a district where everybody assumed that it would be Lutcher at the top and it would be Vanderbilt and Assumption chasing them from behind, it's going to actually likely be Ellender who's going to be the team that's going to be chasing Lutcher throughout the rest of the way. What a story. What a game. I am so happy for Jesse Turner. I am so happy for the Ellender Patriots. What a job they are doing. Now my message to you all is continue to play with that same energy that you play with in the second half. Don't be content. Don't be satisfied. And let them have it the rest of the year, man. Keep pushing. Let them have it for the rest of the year. Also in the Homa area last night, we had South Terrebonne get a 16-14 to win over Vanderbilt. All year long, there was this assumption that Vanderbilt was struggling throughout the course of the season because they were playing a really tough schedule. There was this assumption, all right, they'll get into district play. They'll get right. <sighs> I don't know. They lose 42-7 to to Lutcher, get beat by South Terrebonne last night. Now you're facing a stretch where you got to face Ellender on the road, then assumption those are two really quality teams. Vanderbilt's got some soul-searching to do. But guess what? You are what your record says you are. You're 2-5, and five, bro. You're two and five. This idea that you know starting district was going to be a light bulb, you know, switching moment, and they were going to just win all the games except for Lutcher. That's no longer the case. That's no longer the case. It's a Vanderbilt offense that has struggled throughout the course of the season. They had the ball at like the two yard line last night with the game on the line. They come with a shotgun quarterback run. The quarterback fumbles. South Terrebonne stiffens, and they get the win. An absolutely amazing job by Coach Bill Hawkins in that Gator defense. I watched South Terrebonne with my own eyes a couple weeks ago when they played South Lafouche. Look, man, off the bus, they're not an impressive bunch of kids, dude. They're they're undersized. They just got a bunch of gutsy and scrappy dudes who just give it everything that they got. And at the high school level, when you got a bunch of kids that are playing hard and that believe in themselves, you could do a lot of stuff. Last night with the game on the line, on the road, at the goal line, back against the wall, the Gator defense forced a turnover and made a play for a huge, huge win for Coach Aaron Babin and his crew. They're now 2-5 and five on the season. They're taking on Morgan City next week. That should be 3-5. and five. Then you got Bourgeois after that. Who knows? You might get hot here coming home. You might get hot coming home, and then suddenly all those close losses that you had at the beginning of the season, remember when you start off 0-3 and you lose a game by 6, you lose a game by 5, you lose a game by 3? 
maybe you can learn from some of those games and start to flip those close results around and get some wins in those matchups. Huge win for South Terrebonne. Pretty damn big loss for Vanderbilt, too. And we had some exceptional football in the area last night. I'm fired up talking about it. Let's catch a break when we get back. We're going to Chandler Guitros, South Lafouche High School freshman coach and also head baseball coach. We'll talk with him about everything going on over in Tarpon Land. It's play-by-play here on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Hello, friends. Friends and family, Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. At Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Long the future is coming on. I ain't happy. 
Welcome back to Play by Play here on KLEB. Casey Justclair going to the phone lines for the first time today. As always, on Friday at 11.45, we're going to Chandler Guitro, South Lafouche baseball coach, and also freshman football coach. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Hey, Casey. Doing great, y'all. <laughs> doing fine, buddy. Um, you guys were able to take on Morgan City, and as you were telling me during the commercial break, get a victory, get a 20-8 to win. Um, man, dude, you guys are building some momentum, getting some steam. That's now a couple of them in a row, man. Yeah, man, three in a row. You could call it a winning streak now. Uh, kids are playing great, uh, you know, getting a lot of confidence back. A slow start to the season, uh, Jamboree in that first game with Destrahan, but I think that Thibodeau High game where we tied them a couple of weeks after they blew us out, uh, you know, it's really been going on the up and up since then. And, uh, you know, learning how to win has been important for us. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully we can keep it rolling the rest of the way. And look, I had Chris Duga on yesterday's show, and he was telling me, he said, hey, we're undefeated. All we have is a tie, uh, and you guys did that. So, I mean, that just goes to show, you know, it's not just, you know, beating up Morgan City and other teams. You guys are playing some of the better freshman teams and are getting good results. That's got to be great to see. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, it's, uh, you know, and it's not going to get any easier. We have E.D. White, Vanderbilt coming up in the next couple of weeks, so, uh, that'll definitely present a challenge, some great programs. But, uh, but look, it's about our kids getting better. And, uh, you know, we could play with anybody, uh, we feel. Uh, definitely uh, pleased with the momentum that we've picked up and just try to keep it rolling. Now, you told me that you had a couple of kids uh, available to you all this week that had had some varsity experience. What's that like, man? I know that those guys got to enjoy the opportunity to have the game maybe slow down a little bit for them uh, and also that add some firepower to your lineup. Talk about that. For sure, and those guys are able to build a little bit more confidence playing against kids their age, so I think it's a win-win all around. Uh, the only negative is that I've never had them at a practice where I could really see what they could do, so that was a little bit of learning on the fly, what those guys are good at. Uh, but we had Cade Nelson uh, step in at a defensive tackle, just a big kid. Um, we also had Landon Jarvis, who played cornerback, receiver, and tailback for us, and Landon Dardar, who was actually a second time playing with us. He had a great day as well. Um, carrying the ball so uh it is great for us and uh you know those kids like being able to play with their friends the kids that they in classes with the kids they've grown up with uh so hopefully uh we could get these guys uh for a lot more games going forward we love having them and they definitely bring a tremendous uh boost to our uh our freshman team coaching scouting report just tell k nelson stand in the middle on the defense line and go forward <laughs> it's as easy as that <laughs> That's right, and uh, I know he was getting a little frustrated the other night against uh, Morgan City. I think they actually ran the ball three times uh, the entire game, and he's more of a run stopper. Uh, they went a little bit more air raid, and when they ran, it was quarterback runs. But he'll definitely take on some blockers. Looking forward to seeing him against a more traditional offense next week, uh, helping us out in the run game. Dude, I got to tell you, man, at the beginning of the season, you know, you were telling us that it was, it was a little more run heavy and the kids were kind of learning. But the last time I saw you play, you guys were putting it in the air a little bit and were kind of expanding. Is that the situation where you could kind of put in a little bit more as the year goes on? Yeah, we definitely added a lot more to our route tree. I believe the first game we actually had two passing plays in uh, for that first jamboree against Thibodeau and, uh, you know, just calling it on the fly. But now what's so great about it, I mean, I could just call four verts and, you know, tag a couple of receivers on different routes with that, and our kids are able to pick it up. And it just gives a lot more uh, versatility to the offense. Uh, Terrence is a guy, even with pressure in his face, he could escape and make a play happen downfield. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been great to see. I think Terrence is actually becoming pretty uh, 
pretty accurate throwing the football and giving our guys a chance to go make plays. And our receivers have done a great job really all year of catching the ball, getting north and south. Uh, so it's uh, definitely been a lot more, a lot closer to 50-50. Uh, than we were at the beginning of the year. Definitely pleased with the progression of that part of the offense. Coach, we talk often about student-athletes needing breaks and needing to play multiple sports and needing to diversify what they do and staying competitive and all that good stuff. Has it worked the same way for a coach? Because, look, man, at one time, you know, you were doing a little volleyball, but, you know, there are other folks who just do baseball, just do football, whatever it may be. Like, being in football right now, not having to focus 100% of your energy on baseball, is that good mentally, you know, just kind of get a little bit of a break and you know, switch things up a little bit? Yeah, look, it actually is. And in my capacity, uh, previously with the football program, I was a special teams coordinator and receivers coach for many years, and that would have been way too much because that's, I mean, that's Saturdays, that's, that's putting in a lot of film study, a lot of time. But in this role as a freshman coach, it's actually very healthy for me. You know, I, I come do my freshman practice, uh, play a freshman game Wednesday, uh, Friday nights I'm helping in the booth, and the rest of the time I have to, you know, go cut the baseball field. Or, uh, you know, I'm actually going to be before our game today going uh, do our throwing program. Coach Buck's out of town, so I get to, you know, kind of mix there. And it's very healthy for me, actually. Uh, you know, uh, definitely enjoying myself, uh, getting to coach this group, and I think I'll be a lot more refreshed because baseball season is a, an absolute grind for me personally. Uh, I'm talking three to four hours of sleep every night, uh, just uh, what we have to do to make sure our program's successful. Uh, so it's definitely been healthy to get this little break, and uh, I'll be definitely recharged whenever we get back in January. How many more freshman games do you guys have? I know the season's kind of winding down. How many more do you guys got? Uh, we have uh, three left uh, with St. Louis. That's obviously uh, not going to be any uh, – play during the week between freshman or JV with the distance. So we actually scheduled D.D. White uh, for next week. Not quite sure at the moment if that's home or away, um, but I'll get that clarified uh, for next week. Uh, and then we will have Ellender the following week and Vanderbilt to close it out. Very good. Coach, baseball-wise, what's going on, bro? I know you said your throwing program, just kind of keeping guys sharp and strong as best as you can. I know we're mid-October right now. When we get a little closer to the winter, that's when things will really start heating up. Uh, where, where's baseball sitting right now? Yeah, right now we're doing one day hitting every week and three, uh, two to three days with our throwing program every week. And, uh, you know, we just got another email from Coach Colley this morning. Actually, we are sticking to only going uh, a few athletes at a time rather than bringing them all in. Uh, that's kind of where we're at right now, and that's what we're going to stay until we hear otherwise from administration. Uh, so it's about uh, conditioning, uh, you know, conditioning arms and uh, – you know, it's hitting only once a week. It's just keeping them fresh, man. That's it. Uh, we're just trying to keep them fresh there. And we're actually going to be looking come mid-November. We're going to take a good three, four weeks off where we're not going to be touching a baseball at all as far as the throwing program just to give their arms a rest. And we'll hit it back up in December before Christmas heading into January. Uh, so uh, I would like to you know, publicly uh, shout out our two uh, main assistants that have been helping me uh, this offseason, Coach Chasson has been helping with our hitters, and Coach Buck's really taking that uh, throwing program and, uh, you know, kind of owning that portion of it. And they just do a great job with our kids, and I'm very thankful uh, that I have two guys that are that capable in the offseason to be able to help handle that for me. Very good. Coach, before we let you go, do you know much about Morgan City? I know you don't do a whole lot on the varsity side, but did you take a peek over at Huddle any, or did you hear any conversations of what the game plan may be tonight? Yeah, hearing that they uh, they like to air it out a lot, you know. Uh, so I think that if uh, if you come into the game tonight and expect to stay to the end, 
don't make any plans for after because it's, it's probably going to be a late one. I think both teams want to uh, do a lot of their damage through the air tonight, so that's uh, kind of the type of game I'm expecting, kind of airing it out, and it uh, might turn into a little bit of a shootout. Who knows? Very good. Well, look, my friend, we thank you so much for the – well, no, no, no. no, no. I, I got to ask you about LSU. My bad. The Tigers are taking on Florida. It was the late an egg last Saturday. That was not pretty. You lose decisively to Tennessee. Never really got going. Kind of like an airplane that sputters on the landing strip. You fumble the opening kick. Never got rolling. Now you're taking on the Gators in the swamp. Crazy things tend to happen when LSU goes there. What are you expecting to see from the Tigers tomorrow? Yeah, and I was actually listening back to uh, our interview last week where you asked me about the Tennessee game, and uh, I could see listeners listen to that podcast after the game like, what a, what is this guy talking about? <laughs> I was so wrong. When I, I didn't see that coming. But like you say, uh, that fumble and the kickoff, that changes everything. I mean, the game was not to say over at that point, but that would have taken a huge hill to climb to come back and overcome something like that. Uh, look, this game, it's always a weird one with Florida, man. The last two years, they had no business uh, losing uh, those two LSU teams, and they did. Um, I think it's actually going to be a war tomorrow, man. I, I think it's uh, two similar uh, types offensively. Uh, I think Florida's a little bit better in the run game from what I remember the last couple of games that I had uh, I'd seen them. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, so it's about getting back on track. Um, obviously, the quarterback got, uh, for LSU needs to continue progressing. Uh, getting the ball downfield. Uh, and, you know, I, I think last week it was a little bit too much forcing it to number seven. Uh, they just need to let the game come naturally and uh, get a little bit more confidence there. Hopefully, uh, you know, with Alabama and Ole Miss, the next two games after that, this is one that you almost have to win if uh, if you want to, you know, look for that 7-8 win season. I think this is one that you have to have. So uh, I think it'll be a good one. You know, should be a close one. I think the spread's three and a half. Uh, you know, uh, LSU normally plays uh, pretty well in the swamp these last couple of trips, so looking forward to it. So tell me about this. You're a coach, and, and you know, obviously that you guys are doing it for the kids, right? Man, I, I get that, but there's also some egos involved. Everybody's human, and, you know, Coach Napier maybe wanted the LSU job, and LSU maybe didn't want Napier, and, you know, now he's looking at that, and Brian Kelly's looking at this and saying, hey, a lot of my fan base wants this guy on the other side. Like, I feel like the coaches are going to be a little extra jacked up today. Is that a thing? Oh, absolutely, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, the perspective of uh, some LSU fans, if LSU were to drop this one, oh, what did they do? They, they hired the wrong one. That, that's going to come out. I mean, that oh, yeah. just is what it is. So, uh, you know, uh, I guarantee those coaches will never say it publicly, but absolutely they uh, they both won this one in a bad way. And uh, it's not just Coach Napier. You know, Coach Raymond, who was here forever, uh, you know, and kind of I don't know what happened behind the scenes if he was – politely asked uh, to leave or if he left on his own accord because he didn't, uh, you know, mesh with the new staff coming in. Uh, but, I mean, he was the LSU defensive backfield guy for forever, it seemed like. So I think that's an interesting one as well. Uh, and I know he wants this win really badly. So it's, it's a big one. It's a big for in-state recruiting for LSU uh, because, I mean, you got a lot of uh, LSU recruiting tie-ins on that Florida coaching staff. So I think this is one that uh, it's circled. You need to get this one if you can. Good stuff, brother. Thanks so much for the time. We'll see you tonight, man. All right, Casey. See you all later, man. Yep. That is Coach Chandler Guitro is doing a good job, as always. <clears throat> Interesting hearing his perspectives about, you know, the egos and the people that are involved. And it means more than, you know, just lining up and playing with the, the, the 11 on the field. Those men on the sidelines making tens of millions of dollars, it means a lot to them, too. Coach Kelly knows that, hey, a lot of his fan base thinks that LSU should have hired Napier. And Napier knows, hey, 
I really wanted to be at LSU, and and Florida just happened because LSU didn't want me. So I'm going to show them that they should have wanted me on Saturday. There's going to be a little extra emotion, a little extra oomph, and it's going to be fun to see. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about the New Orleans Saints. They're taking on Joe Burrow and the Bengals on Sunday. I'll give you my thoughts on the game. It's play-by-play on KLEB. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective guaranteed. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health, where the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you.
Welcome back to Play by Play. We begin our lunchtime hour. We'll talk some New Orleans Saints. We'll get Damian St. Pierre in the next segment. I'll make some weekend predictions. We've got a fun last hour. Let's talk about the Saints. Uh, we broke down LSU's matchup yesterday. And now we'd be remiss if we didn't do the same for the black and gold. Um, New Orleans is hosting Cincinnati. Um, and it's a Bengals team that's coming in, playing a little better, though they did lose on a last-second field goal against the Ravens. They're much better than what they were at the beginning of the year. For New Orleans, I think the key to this is going to be twofold. First, we don't know who the starter is going to be. We assume it'll still be Andy Dalton. Uh, but Winston has been practicing throughout the course of the week, so we don't know fully who the starting quarterback is going to be. To be honest, we don't know a whole lot about what New Orleans is going to be on Sunday, which is the first key to the game is who's going to be available for the Saints on Sunday. They have about half of their salary cap that's listed as questionable for the game, and a lot of these guys have been practicing are probably leaning more towards doubtful than questionable. Um, Jarvis Landry didn't practice yesterday. Deontay Hardy is out. Michael Thomas didn't practice, likely out. Chris Olave is practiced on a limited basis, but he's not clear concussion protocol. Marcus Lattimore did not practice, likely out. Paulson and Debo limited, he's going to be questionable. Marcus May limited is going to be questionable. Malcolm Roach is questionable. Peyton Turner is questionable. Like, you got half of your damn team that is questionable and may or may not be available. How are the Saints going to get sustained offense against the Bengals' defense, which isn't bad, if it's Andy Dalton with no receivers? If Landry, Thomas, and Olave are all out, how the hell are they going to move the ball at all? Yeah, oh, well, you got Mal, uh, you got Alvin Kamara. We'll throw it to him. Okay, you, you think the Bengals aren't going to understand that he's the only weapon on the field? They're going to have him bracketed everywhere he goes. Will Traquan Smith make a play? Will Callaway make a play? One of those guys is going to have to make a play. Then the flip side to that, okay, the Saints do have a great defense now, really good. <clears throat> but it's a great defense when it's healthy. Last week without Marcus May, it wasn't very good. This week, potentially without Marcus May, Lattimore, and Adebo. How are you going to guard the Bengal receiving core? How are you going to guard Jamar Chase? Do you commit extra guys to the back end? Well, then they're going to run it up the middle, and Mixon's going to have a big day. So for the Saints, it's going to be really difficult, and they're going to need to play beyond their means if, and it's a big if, if a lot of these guys who are questionable aren't available. Because, man, even if the teams were both full strength, even if the teams were both injury-free, this would be an evenly matched matchup. Much less now where the Saints are playing without a lot of their firepower, most likely, because I'm not anticipating Thomas or Landry. Alave may be the most likely of the bunch. Playing without a lot of your firepower, playing likely with a backup quarterback, <clears throat> facing a good defense, and then on the flip side to that, you look at matchups, right? What do the Bengals do well? The Bengals vertically stretch the field. Lattimore may not be available. Your best safety may not be available. How do you keep the top on that defense against Chase and those great Bengal receivers and that great Bengal passing attack if your best means to stop the vertical passing game or not in the lineup. 
This is going to be one where Dennis Allen is going to be challenged, right? And I think that he could earn a lot of respect points if the Saints play well and do some good things in this football game. Because these are the types of games that Sean Payton would routinely make chicken salad out of chicken you-know-what. Routinely. How many games? Look, the year that Breeze got hurt and Bridgewater was playing and they were winning some games, they were... They were doing crazy stuff all the time and and finding ways and they didn't have weapons and they were just gutting it out. If the Saints could find a way Sunday and you're an underdog in the dome, which leads you to believe that Vegas thinks Cincinnati's got a better roster than you right now because usually home field is three, four points of an advantage. And even with that, Cincinnati's still two-point favorite in the dome. So Vegas thinks right now the Bengals have the edge, personnel-wise. What could Dennis Allen do to flip this game? Will it be one of those young receivers stepping up? Will it be blocking a field goal? Getting a long return? Coming up with some kind of gizmo or gadget to muster some offense? Because Taysom Hill alone is not going to be enough. Taysom Hill running wild works against Seattle. Seattle's terrible. The Bengals are not terrible. They're not going to just let Taysom Hill run for 300 yards. And I can just let Taysom Hill run for four touchdowns. At least I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. If he does it on, on Monday, I'll own it and say I was wrong. But usually that gizmo and that gadget works best against teams that aren't very good. So how do the Saints find a way to outscore an explosive opponent with a lot of its fireworks in the cupboard? It's going to be a big challenge. And it's a game for New Orleans that you're sitting at two and three. And you're looking at Tampa Bay's upcoming schedule. They shouldn't lose very much in the next couple of weeks. Tampa Bay's at a a soft spot in their schedule. They're playing the Steelers on Sunday. That shouldn't be any problem. And for you, New Orleans, you're coming up to a short week where you're going at Arizona. And then you're going to be playing Vegas and then the Ravens. At some point, you're going to have to get hot and go on a streak. If that streak doesn't start now and you don't beat Cincinnati, when is it ever going to start? So this is a big game for New Orleans. You don't want to drop to two and four. Tampa's likely going to be four and two by the time Monday rolls around. And if you're two and four, they're four and two. They beat you head to head. It's like they got a three game lead on you already. Can't fall that far behind. This is a Tampa team that you would figure would get better as the year would go on. So we'll see how it goes, but this is a big one, and it's going to be a, a real test especially if those guys are not available and it's looking like they're not going to be. It's going to be a real test because in the NFL, the really good teams find ways when situations aren't ideal to gut some wins out. To gut some wins out. Figure it out. You know, hey, conditions aren't perfect. We'll just go find a way. Sean Payton historically found a way. What was his record? Last year, the record got busted up at the end of the year, but at one point, he had won like seven or eight games in a row with a backup quarterback. Dennis Allen needs to find that similar recipe, and even though the ingredients aren't great, you got to figure out how to make a really damn good gumbo in short order because the Bengals are coming. They're going to be hungry, and they need to win just as bad as you do. They're 2-3, and and they're in a good division. So It's a big game both ways for some teams that are trying to get some things figured out. That game will be at noon on an NFL slate that is loaded to the gills. We've got the Cowboys and the Eagles. We've got uh, the Jets and the Packers is a good matchup of two teams that are above 500. The Vikings and the Dolphins is a good matchup. 
<clears throat> the Ravens and the Giants is a good matchup. Like, who knew some of these matchups would be games that people would be actually wanting to see? The Bills and the Chiefs may be game of the year. Broncos and the Chargers Monday night will be a lot of fun. It's going to be a fun NFL schedule. And New Orleans is going to be challenged right out of the gate at noon to try to hold up their end of the deal. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Damian St. Pierre. Damian and I will chat about uh, the Saints matchup with the Bengals, LSU and Florida. We'll maybe talk a little NBA. We've got some boxing, some wrestling. We've got everything in between. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this talking some sports with our buddy Damian. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun. 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. There are over 3,600 RV dealerships in North America, and just over 1% of those earn the prestigious Top 50 Dealer Award. Fence RV is proud to be in that 1%. Being a Top 50 dealer takes dedication to our customers, offering the best RV brands in the market, great service, and a huge parts selection. Our goal at Fence RV is to enhance customer experiences through our commitment to customer satisfaction. Come on over to Fence RV to experience a Top 50 dealer or visit us at FenceRV.com. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Set yourself up for success when planning your next event. Whether it be a festival, Mardi Gras rodeo, or outdoor music venue, Joe's Septic Contractors knows that it's important to cover your bases well before the days of your event. Joe's Septic Contractors can supply 1810 three and two stall restroom air conditioned trailers anytime, anywhere, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Planning an event? Visit Joe's Septic at viscom.net with locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, Reserve, and now Odessa. Texas.
So this is a, a bit of a one-man operation here where I'm producing and I'm figuring out stuff. And during the commercial break, I'm talking to Damien and getting them lined up. And I said, you know, D, I don't have any bumper music lined up. And he said, well, well, just sing. Well, we're not doing that, but we will bring on Damien St. Pierre on the line now. Damon is the boys and girls basketball coach at Golden Meadow. He's the president of South LaBouche Biddy, and he's a good friend of the show. Every Friday at 12.15, you can hear him here. D, good afternoon, buddy. What's going on? Good afternoon, Casey. Look, we're going to have to get you singing, man. I'm maybe a sponsorship involved, and we can get you rolling on that. Well, they, if they are willing to pay, I'll, I'll certainly sing. But for free, you know, we can't give it to them for free. Uh, let's talk about uh, Biddy. I know you guys have drafted, and, and for most of the teams, maybe all of them by now, um, and you guys are getting pretty close to getting started. Give us an update, man. Yeah, extremely close. Uh, we have have chipped away at our coaching needs. We've still got a few, mostly on the boys' side, uh, but I think we have some plans if we don't have anything in place by uh, probably by the end of the weekend. we got some plans in place that we're going to move forward probably Monday, Tuesday, but uh, we've drafted for the majority of our league. Some practices have started. Uh, exciting time for sure. Um, kind of looking to get those older boys playing next weekend so we should have some basketball next weekend the following weekend and they're going to go ahead and go on to their uh their tryouts and whatnot for school ball but exciting time you know dealing with a lot of parents a lot of phone calls right now and just trying to get a few more coaches so we can get our season rolling middle school wise man you're right we're in the middle of october by the time we get to the november december's time it's gonna be you guys gonna be rolling um give us a rundown do you have your tryout date sets and everything in between yeah, so we're going to release that um, publicly uh, pretty soon, I'm hoping. I'm, I, I created a little flyer, sent that to our administration, waiting for them to sign off on that. But it looks like November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd will be our official tryout dates for boys and girls for Golden Meta Basketball. Yeah, very good. So let's talk some LSU. Man, you and I uh, were not happy with the result, to say the least, on Saturday. But, you know, it was kind of a predictable result. LSU falls to Tennessee and Death Valley, kind of lays an egg. Um, now they're facing Florida in the swamp. And I've been saying throughout the course of the week is, look, you're a young team. It's a first-year coach. You're trying to figure out some things. You're trying to rebuild your foundation. You're going to have some weeks where it just doesn't look good. But I think the big key is how do you bounce back from those weeks. And I think it's going to be important for LSU to play well on Saturday, important to look like a competent football team again on Saturday because, man, you can't have these sustained weeks where you go multiple weeks without playing well. It's going to be a big one for LSU to try to bounce back. But that that Tennessee game, <clears throat> I'm 39 years old. I don't I don't want to I don't know if I want to say that too loud. But um, I, I've I don't think I've ever left a football game in my entire life early, and I left that game early. Sitting there, and that, that 11, 11 o'clock kickoff is tough, and losing the game in the first 10 seconds of the game is even tougher because there was no coming back from that. No matter what you did, um, the game, after that that loss of possession early in the game, that was over. Um, but this weekend, a, a lot different of a team. Um, I think LSU can bounce back. We have to have some semblance of a running game to be able to take some pressure off our O-line, to be able to take some pressure off of, off of our quarterback, who, um, you know, kind of watching the game from, from inside the stadium. I'm not watching the, the aerial cams to see who he's missing or how he's missing, but from where I, where I was, kind of mid-level, um, man, opening, I think the, LSU's opening drive, um, he missed Butte on, on, a, on a hook route that would have been six no problem and he just just missed him and, and he ended up throwing the ball out of bounds we have to get the ball out of the, out of his hands to, the, to these receivers uh you know we got to relax on the check downs and have confidence in, in in what we're doing but we have to establish that running game and i think this may be the week to do it Florida's defense is pretty soft um 
You know, and on, on the flip side, we have to put Florida in obvious passing downs. Their quarter, they're having quarterback issues. Anthony Richardson um, is probably a step below than than what we have in Jaden Daniels at the moment. Uh, their running games is, is decent, but we have to put them in obvious passing situations, third and long, second and longs, to be able to uh, put some pressure on him, to be able to force him into some mistakes and have our secondary take advantage of that. But I think we get, I think we could get it going this week. I know the odds maker is not too, not too much in our favor, but. Um, I'm putting, you know, LSU put a lot of money behind Brian Kelly, and they didn't put it behind uh, Sunbelt Billy, and I'm going to do the same this week, and I, I think LSU will bounce back and be successful. So I was talking with Chandler Guitros about this, and, you know, he's a varsity coach, and, you know, you've coached Biddy in middle school, and you've coached at the high school level as well. Let's talk about the emotions of, okay, look, Napier knows the story. He knows that LSU didn't want him, and that he wanted LSU, but they didn't want him, and Brian Kelly, on the flip side to that, he knows that, hey, there's a percentage of my fan base that's looking at our record and saying, man, they should have got that guy from UL Lafayette. I think on the field, obviously, the kids are going to be ready to go, and it's a rivalry matchup there. But on the sideline, we're going to see a little extra juice. I I promise you, if those coaches work 60 hours a week, they might have worked 62 hours this week. Like, There's going to be a little extra juice to try to win this one both ways. I think it's a huge game for both programs and both coaches. But to think that, um, you know, not even halfway into the season that you made a mistake in hiring Brian Kelly and, um, you know, passing over, over Billy Napier is, is insane. Uh, Florida is a couple trick plays away from having a one-win season so far, um, and they have a better, to me, they have a better roster than, than what LSU has. They definitely have more time to put it together. Um, I, I just... But you're right. They're, they're going to be more pumped up. Um, both coaches have a, a huge stake in, in, in the game, and even more than more so than than what normally is because of the uh, uh, you know the the passing over and the hiring for sure. But regardless of coaching or not coaching, this is a huge game for both programs, and they they're both in desperate need of a not only a win but just to look good in, in doing. I think, and you know, I, I think it's going to be an awfully played offensive game <laughs> for both sides, and I think it's going to be rough to watch. So with Jaden Daniels, you know, you said it a minute ago, he, there's some guys that are open and, you know, there was a great film study session that was done on Jordy Collada's show with Rohan Davey, where he, they're breaking down aerial camera shots and showing like, Hey, this guy's open. He's just not looking that way. And I think some of it is he doesn't want to throw interceptions. He doesn't want to like lose the game for the team. But on the flip side to that, man, if you make those throws, you could win the game for the team and change the whole narrative. You're a coach. You've coached young players. You've coached guys who maybe were a little timid at times. How do you get them to loosen up and just play, man? Like, don't be afraid of defeat and be more hungry for victory. It, it's a mindset, and that, that starts on, on Monday's practice or even uh, Sunday's film study. That, that It's a mindset to see what you're missing and to see how you're missing it and just have that confidence in them. Hey, look, and, and Brian Colley was, was – famous for saying this for my tenure when I was working with him. I don't care if you make a mistake. Just go hard doing it. And I think Brian Kelly's on the sideline on, on Saturday, he got a little amped up, saying, hey, look, it's one-on-one coverage. We have to take advantage of that. And we have some stud receivers, and you have to give them an opportunity to make a play. Um, and we're just we – just, you, you got one week that they're saying, hey, you got to stay in the pocket. And you got the next week saying, hey, you need to stay in the pocket too long. I just think it's a confidence thing on Jaden Daniels, and he's afraid to make a mistake. Like exactly what you just said, but you have to give those receivers an opportunity uh, to to have those one on one matchups and believe in in your in your team. But at the same time, he's got to have more than a second and a half to to throw the ball. 
So it's it's a it's a combination effort, but he's got to he's got to take those chances, and the coaching staff's got to have, have got to give him confidence in being able to take those chances and being able to be okay with making a mistake, kind of feast or famine situation. Saints are taking on uh, the Bengals after a victory over Seattle on Sunday. There was some good there. Yeah, they did what they needed to do, but they also gave up a bunch of points to a team that I'm not sure how good Seattle actually is going to be. The New Orleans team is going to be a bit of a mash unit. Uh, Thomas is not likely to be available. Jarvis Landry is not likely to be available. Olave is questionable. Lattimore is questionable. you got a lot of firepower who may or may not be available against a Bengals team who needs it. It just looks like it's going to be tough. And I said in the last segment, the Saints are going to have to get inventive. They're going to have to get creative because, man, if all those dudes are out, it's going to be a big, big challenge on Sunday. Casey, before we move on to the Bengals, let's discuss the Seahawks real quick Yeah. and Pete Carroll and what he does. I've never seen Geno Smith in that light, not even when he was in college at West Virginia. I've never seen him play the way he's playing. And then you lose Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson goes and pretty much you know, nosedives in, in Denver. How much of that's Pete Carroll, in your I, opinion? It could be a lot, bro, but you're right. Geno Smith looks like a whole different dude in hell right now. He looks better than Russell Wilson. I didn't even think about it like that, but it, it, it could very well be that he's helping to make those quarterbacks. That that touchdown pass that he threw right before the half ended, like that was one of the best passes, that was the most accurate passes that I've ever witnessed. I, I was like, I was in awe on, on Sunday just watching that, but – Anyway, to, to, to move on to, to Cincinnati, like you said, um, you know, I was making some notes, and, and you kind of hit on that issue in the last segment. With the, there's no Saints have nobody to throw the ball to. Uh, first off, you didn't have anybody to throw the ball, and now you don't have anybody to throw the ball to. So that, that's an issue. Saints definitely tipped their hand last week and how they used Taysom Hill. You're not going to catch anybody off guard on, on what they're going to do, but let's give credit to where, where, where credit's needed. Taysom Hill had one of the most complete football games that anybody in the history of the NFL has ever had. The guy was playing on special teams, as always, uh, you know, returning kicks, catching passes, throwing passes, running the ball. Um, I, you got to give credit where credit is due. But, um, you know, then you, you, it's, a, you know, it's an entirely different monster coming in and having to defend, you know, T. Higgins. He's, he's kind of been in and out with, with, with injuries. But, Jamar, you know, Jamar Chase coming in there. and uh, Same thing with Justin Jefferson. They had issues keeping him in, keeping him in front. They're going to have the same issues uh, with a better wide receiving core uh, coming in on Sunday. And, and honestly, just a better guy throwing him throwing the football. And if you don't think Joe Burrow's going to be a little more fired up, uh, you know, getting getting to come back into Louisiana and, and, and not being not playing the heel, he's, he's a big face in Louisiana. And I think he's going to be a little more jacked up than, uh, than normal. I, I see Cincinnati taking control of this game. And uh, I, I just don't see the Saints being able to move the ball on offense without any gadget or trick plays. Look, man, initially I thought, like, the dome would be almost, like, split, right? But then since I've said that, you know, there's been a lot of commentary and then a lot of people copying that commentary on social media where there have been, you know, a lot of talk of, man, no, we can't let this happen. We can't let them overtake the dome. I don't know that it's going to be 50-50 anymore. I think the Saints are fought back. It'll be 80-20. But there's going to be some folks who are going to be in their LSU gear who are going to be rooting for the Bengals, man. There's no doubt about it. I'm going to play the heel right here. So the reason that there's not that many folks uh, hooping and hollering about Burrow is because they're not as successful. Uh, a lot of these people are front-running fans, and the reason they got behind Burrow last season is because they were making the, the Bengals were making a run, and they made a run to the Super Bowl. Now that they're sitting there at 4-2, and two, it's not as exciting. You know, 4-2 and two is not, not as fun to look at as being undefeated. So uh, that, that's a lot of reasons. If, if Burrow's successful here and they make another run, it'll be the same 
same uh, dog and pony show as, as as it was last year. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Let's talk a little bit about the Pelicans, bro. Um, preseason is winding down. Zion's already hurt. Uh, Ingram hasn't played. McCollum is back. Uh, but man, I, I, I'm saying all this tongue in cheek. Hopefully, they all get back. But boy, it's not good to see when a lot of the starting lineup is already on the mass unit. No, and then I saw Jackson Hayes. I, th- I think has an injury as well. It's not going to be ready for the beginning of the season. Again, I just said it, same old song and dance. That, that seems what it, you know, what it's turning out to be. But you got to have a positive, I guess, a positive look on that. Uh, they've done a lot of good things last season, and they're going to. The preseason doesn't mean much of anything, especially if these guys aren't even playing. I think the, they they had a run last year. They had a, I think they had a good, good off season. Just maybe not even in the in the developmental part, but just the the training and and the, just being the strict training and whatnot. Because all these guys look a, a, a lot better than what they did last year. Specifically Zion, you could and you could tell from beginning in the season last year, which was which was rough to the beginning of season this year. He looks like a completely different player. But again. Same thing. I'm going to say the same thing as I did last week and the week before. I want to see him whenever it counts. I want to see him when the whistle blows and, and you start when the when the wins and losses start to count towards that playoff run. That's when I want to see him uh, kind of take take the game over, playing more than 15 minutes a game. Let's <laughs> let's talk some chemistry here for a second, okay? Because look, look, the Warriors have Draymond Green, who's knocking a teammate out, and then I don't know if you saw a couple nights ago, the Lakers are playing a preseason game. Russell Westbrook's not in the huddle with his guys after the starting lineups have been announced. He commits a foul. Patrick Beverly's trying to get the guys together for a defensive huddle. He's like, nah, bro, I'm not doing that. So, like, you have some star players, and sometimes in the NBA you got to deal with stuff like that because you need them to win. But at other times, with Westbrook, I don't know how much he's actually helping anymore. Like, the Lakers feel like a mess to me, man. I don't know that this is going to work out at all. Um, What are your thoughts as you're seeing already in the preseason, already them having some issues? It's hard to manage those egos, and and you get to that level. And look, you're talking about two guys that that, that may have issues bigger than basketball, and they, they bring that in. You have to bring that in onto the court because that's just the people that they are. Uh, quick tempered, um, you know. I don't know how to eloquently put that, but they have issues, uh, and and that's that's both of them. But as a coach, you have to be able to deal with that. You have to, and a GM, you have to know. Um, who to bring in, how to bring him in, and, and what situation you're bringing him in. But I, I saw that um, Draymond's actually taking a leave. Is, is, did you did you see that as well? Yeah, I think he's going to be back, coincidentally enough, right before the start of the season. But, yeah, he took a little leave, yeah. And look, you've seen it before in Westbrook in Westbrook's career as well. He's just a guy's a head case. You just have to be able to manage that. And, and I, th- I think what's sad is I think the entire team understands that as well. You're just going to have to deal with some outbursts. Um, you know, you don't have to deal with stuff like what Draymond did. That was, that was, that was just being a coward, 100. percent But Westbrook, kind of different issues. You just you learn to deal with that, and you just you just make it work. So let's talk some boxing. You told me uh, earlier in the day, said, "Man, they got a whole lot of boxing to talk about." So let's chat about it. What's what's there to be excited about right now for boxing fans, bro? Well, first off, first time in a year, you get to see Deontay Wilder taking on Robert Helinas, uh in a first, like I said, first time Wilder's been out. In, uh, in over a year since his loss to, to Tyson Fury. That's going to be Saturday night. Um, heavily favored in that bout, uh, looking like minus 800. And then uh, the safe bet on that is going to be Robert. Not the safe bet, but uh, the I guess the, the the good-looking bet on that. You know, does he can Wilder come back, and is he going to have any issues after the beating that, that, that he took from Tyson Fury? 
Uh, Robert Hermines is plus 900 by, uh, on a knockout. So there you go. That that may be throw a couple bucks on that. And then the undercard, you got Caleb Plant, 21-1. and one. His only loss is to, is to Canelo taking on Anthony Durrell, 34-2, and two, uh, who's a, a great story coming back. Um, him and his brother, both from Michigan, Durrell, ended up uh, being diagnosed with cancer, came back, and he's, he's actively fighting again. That's going to be awesome. And then uh, another rematch in Australia, uh, which is going to be Saturday night slash Sunday morning, rematch between Devin Haney and uh, and uh, man, I can't pronounce this guy's name. The same guy that he beat last time for the for the belt in uh, in Australia, and that's only happening because of the contract and the, the rematch clause and that. And then something that we talked about, we always talk about him. Tyson Fury is actually rumored right now for a December third bout. Uh, with Derek Chisora, which is going to be their third fight. First two, Fury won pretty easily um, in, in not-so-great fashion, kind of boring. I'm not sure why that third fight's happening, but looks like he's coming back, and it may be part of a three-fight deal. So something to look at on, on that end as well. So tell me about that, because I, I, I was going to ask you about that. What's the deal with this? You know, Tyson Fury's coming back. He's going to fight this Chisora guy. He's got 12 losses, and Fury kind of beat him up already, and the guy's lost three out of his last four fights. Like, is it just a situation where you throw the the fight into England and they're going to sell it out no matter who he's fighting? Like, is he that big of a star, or is there actually somewhat of a market for this? I, I think I, I, it's, he's that big. Uh, he, you know, he, he's he's done everything that he could possibly do, which is why we we kind of said that. Hey, look, this guy's probably going to retire. He's got a ton of money and he's sitting on it, but the guy wants to fight and he's got a big enough name right now. Heavyweight boxing is huge. Um, in the states and overseas, they're they're got it's not the the big lumbering six foot seven guys that just throw jabs every every two minutes. They got some guys that come to fight, and it's uh it's starting to pick up some steam on on this side of the pond and, and the other side of the pond. I just think Fury's that big of a name right now that you could throw him in there with a with a dumpster and he's going to sell out any arena that, that he's in there. And the the Devin Haney is, is fighting Cam Bolt, so that's that's the that's the guy that. that I couldn't pronounce his name, but apparently I just can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> but before we wrap up, dude, we found out who the White Rabbit is. It is indeed Bray Wyatt. He is back. He's actually going to be in the New Orleans arena tonight for SmackDown. Monday Night Raw was pretty good. The The Miz is continuing to get tortured. You know, the, the Bloodline's doing some fun stuff. The Rock this week has been on a lot of blogs and, and podcasts saying, hey, man, I'm the head of the table, so we're thinking WrestleMania, he'll be back. There's a lot to be excited about right now, man. What are you most excited about when you're watching on Monday and Friday nights? Man, I really don't care for The Miz, but um, and you can tell me the guy's name that he's feuding with that keeps popping up. Oh, guy, let me see. Kind of looks like, the cold, like a cold-hearted serial killer. Um, that That is entertaining to me. When I see and now next week he's going to be coming on for a uh, quote-unquote contract type of match next week on Raw. That's entertaining. And then, you know, Saturday night, um, watching Extreme Rules, and, you know, they, they even went with the, the credit gimmick at the bottom left of the screen saying that the event was over with. And then, uh, you know, everything kind of went black, and then uh, he's got the whole road in his hands started playing, and you kind of knew what was going down. But that that's exciting. I know for sure I'll be tuning in tonight to, to see what Brave's got to say. I don't. Where, where are you going with that? Does he go right into the title picture? Does he take that one of those belts off of Roman to be able to kind of split that again? From what I'm from what I'm understanding, he's only going to be on SmackDown. That's, that's a whole just, just a whole reason just to watch uh, the programming, just just specifically for that. 
I, I don't know. And look, dude, I was listening to JR's podcast this week, and he brought up a great point. He's like, okay, you got Strowman, who's like invincible. You got White, who's invincible. You got Cody laying in the weeds. Who the hell is going to win the Royal Rumble? Like, that's right around the corner. That's going to be amazing. But there's a lot of folks who you could, in your mind, say, oh, there's no way that guy's going to lose. There's like three or four of those, though. That's what you want. That's exactly yep. what you want. You want these untouchable characters that, but the thing is, it's going to have to be some creative booking to not make these guys look weak and take probably, you probably won't see any of these guys uh, lose clean. Um, Speaking of losing clean, how about uh, Austin Theory, Casey? 15 TV matches in a row. He's lost. You think uh, that was the prior boss's uh, his money right there? Triple H is taking advantage of that? A little, a little, a little play on that? And they're going to have to find a way to get that briefcase off of him, bro, because that's your future <laughs> world champion, man. Oh, man, that, that's so funny just to see the, the power struggle right there and knowing that uh, knowing what Triple H knows. But he's doing a great job. And he's building the he's building characters and he's building superstars and that's that's the name of the game man it, it's just it, it's entertaining and it, it's it's storytelling and there's just a lot of drama going on right now that's that's what makes people tune in and it is Dexter Loomis by the way who is torturing the Miz I there was googling go. and I saw the face that's couldn't a, think of the name that's a fantastic character and the way he looks and what he's doing it, it all it all just works. Looks like somebody would see a Tobacco Plus at night. But anyway, <laughs> have a great rest of the day, buddy. We'll be back next Friday. Absolutely, Casey. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. Yep, you too. That is Damien St. Pierre doing a wonderful job. As always, let's catch a break. When we get back, we're getting our weekend predictions. It is play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The music on the bayou. The all-new Raging Cajun 102.7 FM. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. How about becoming a part of something bigger and join the team? We're currently hiring for welders, fitters, and blaster painters to work at our fabrication yard in LaRose. You can apply now at www.danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control, safe, effective, guaranteed. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? 
Come see us at DoFriendLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR First Aid Certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. to play by play we've got another oh 15 or so minutes to spend with you all today we thank damien for his time we thank chandler for his time we're having some light issues in the studio man i'm looking in the hall there's it's a blinking lights like a siren going off over there buddy miller what have you done buddy miller's of course in the other studio dealing with gush right now but we'll make it work for the rest of the uh show we've got our weekend predictions here i'll give you the first weekend prediction And it goes back to the Lakers. I think that we've seen the beginning of the end with Russell Westbrook in L.A. They've now moved him to the bench. That ain't going to work. He's going to be leading their second unit tonight when the Lakers take on the Sacramento Kings. I'm looking to see Russell Westbrook um, shooting the ball a lot, doing things to make himself unplayable. And I think this is going to be the beginning of the end. They're trying desperately to figure out ways to move on from him. The problem is they're not finding a taker. So their instinct was, all right, well, let's just try to build them up and build some value. That ain't working either. I think at some point they're going to just say to hell with this. We'll give you a first-round pick, take him off of our hands, and I think we're going to see the beginning stages of that starting tonight. He is not going to want to be off the bench. That's going to be a whole lot of fun. That's going to be my first prediction is that I think that's going to be the start of a mess. Second weekend prediction. Kansas, adios, amigo. Oklahoma's going to bust you up on Saturday. Oklahoma's terrible. Oklahoma's 3-3. Three and three. Oklahoma's got blown out the last couple of weeks. They're hosting Kansas just on talent and talent alone. Oklahoma is going to get by the Jayhawks. Las Vegas agrees with me. Oklahoma's an 8.5-point favorite in the game. Look, man, they're bad. They're not as bad as they've been, though. They still blew out Nebraska earlier this season. They're going to find some vibe. They're going to find a way to get by the Jayhawks. Adios, amigo. No more top 25 for you. Oklahoma's going to beat the Kansas Jayhawks on Saturday. Another weekend prediction. I think this is going to be one of the best college football weekends of the year. LSU and Florida is going to be good nationally. That doesn't have a whole lot of stakes. But you got... Penn State and Michigan. You got Alabama and Tennessee. You got Oklahoma State and TCU. NC State and Syracuse. Mississippi State and Kentucky. Clemson and Florida State. USC and Utah. Those are all matchups with teams that both could be in the top 25. We're going to be seeing, I think, a lot 
of coming and going where we're going to have a great idea on Sunday when the new polls come out after the action, I think we're going to have a much better idea of who's real and who's counterfeit. USC's the number seven team in the country right now. They're 6 no. I think they're counterfeit. I've watched them play a couple of times. I don't think they're very good defensively. I think their offense is kind of a little overrated. If they go on the road and beat Utah, I'm going to eat that crow. USC will be for real. Likewise, Michigan. Michigan is 6-0. They're number five in the country. They're not all that impressive to me. If they blow out Penn State at home on Saturday, I'll have to swallow it and say, you know what, I was wrong. Maybe they're better than what I thought. Tennessee, the same boat. I don't think Tennessee could play with Alabama. I think that at times if LSU would have done the things they were supposed to do, that game could have been a little different. In the middle of the second quarter of that game, Tennessee was blasting LSU, but the total yards were the same because LSU couldn't get out of their own damn way on special teams. I think Alabama's going to get by that one comfortably. If Tennessee beats them or plays close with them, then it's time to say, all right, they're one of the elites. We're going to learn a lot more this coming Saturday about how all of this stuff is going to shake itself out. Next weekend prediction, Cooper Rush's winning streak is coming to an end. The Philadelphia Eagles are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night, but I'm going to give you this caveat, but Cooper Rush is going to play well. I think the Eagles are going to just have a little bit extra, a little bit more explosiveness, because that's the thing with the Cowboys offense. They don't really have a whole lot of explosiveness. They have to go 12, 13, 14 play drives. Every once in a while, Pollard might break a long run. Every once in a while, C.D. Lamb might slip past the defense and break a long one. But it's just too hard for them. Whereas the Eagles, on one play, they could go and house it. So I think the Eagles would have just a little bit more firepower, but I do think Rush is going to play well, and I don't think that what Rush is doing is a fluke. He's number five right now in the NFL and QBR. That's a a statistic that's made to measure how good a quarterback is. He's fifth in the whole NFL. So give me the Eagles, but give me Rush playing well, and I think it's going to be a close game where both teams are going to say, hey, we're NFC contenders, and we're both going to be in this thing till the end. In the MLB, my Atlanta Braves are going to grab control of the Philly. Well, heck, let me go farther than that. By the time we do this show on Monday, the Braves will have moved on. The Braves are going to win tonight. The Braves are going to win on tomorrow. The Braves are going to win in four against Philadelphia. The Phillies gave them their best shot in game one. Their best shot. Everything was going right. They were blooping base hits. They were hitting the ball where the Braves weren't. The Braves were loading the bases and not scoring. Every single thing went against Atlanta, and the Phillies only won by a run. Atlanta then calmly responded by beating their ace in game two. They're going to beat Nola today, and they're going to beat whoever the hell they throw in game four. They shouldn't have a quality arm available in game four, and they'll make it happen. Atlanta's a better team than the Phillies are. I'm probably jinxing myself, probably cursing myself saying this so bluntly, but Atlanta's going to get it done. Also going to get it done are the Dodgers. The Padres are not beating the Dodgers. You can't fool me. The Padres could win a game in that series and feel good about themselves after winning a game. And, hey, that's cool. You should be excited about that. You're not beating them three out of five. The Dodgers are going to win tonight. They may go five games, but the Dodgers are going to win that series. You're not going to fool me. They're not going to make that happen. I think Bray Wyatt will make a splash. That's my next weekend prediction. I think he's going to make a splash in New Orleans today. I think it's going to be exciting. And guess what, AEW fans, all 30 of you, 
I think WWE is going to have a huge viewership number for SmackDown tonight. Their numbers have been above 2 million. This one's going to be 2-4, 2-5, maybe even 2-6. Uh, they're going to have a huge viewership. Folks are excited about what's happening. Raw's been doing good numbers. NXT's been doing good numbers. I think that WWE is going to have a huge, huge number for SmackDown tonight. Another weekend prediction, give me LSU over Florida. Oh, it's not easy even saying that because LSU's not played well offensively for last two or three weeks, but I think they're going to go on the road. I think they're going to find a way to get it done. Give me LSU over Florida. And the last one, I think Burrow's going to complete a touchdown pass to Jamar Chase in the fourth quarter, and the Bengals are going to win in the Dome. It's nothing to do with New Orleans, nothing against New Orleans. I just don't think they have enough guys available. Half of their roster is out. I think they're going to play hard. I think they're going to give it their all. I think the Bengals just have more firepower than they do and they'll find a way to get it done. Let's catch a break here on play-by-play. When we get back, I'll give you a couple of betting picks. Then we're out of here. I'm going to go home, get some rest. We have Tarpon football tonight. We're out of here after this break. It is play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back with one more segment on 102.7. Hoorah! I am Wilbur Lewis, a Vietnam veteran. With the help of some generous donors, I'm trying to get our local veterans together, along with their wives, for a Veterans Day dinner at the VFW Hall in La Rose on November the 12th at 6.30 p.m. If I have not contacted you yet and you are interested in attending the dinner, please text me your name and phone number and the branch of service, 985-637-3849. 637-3849. Thank you. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an eighth grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for judge. Early voting begins October 25th, and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. 
This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Lavasso. Come into our office. We have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Ladies, don't be the one in eight diagnosed with breast cancer. Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute reminds you to reduce your risk of breast cancer with a regular mammogram starting at age 40. If you've delayed your health care due to COVID-19, don't let something routine like a mammogram become something serious like breast cancer. Questions? Contact Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute at 985-493-4008. Thibodeau Regional, the region's leader in breast cancer care. I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. Agriculture is big business in our state. $11 billion a year for Louisiana's economy. When other businesses had to shut their doors, our essential Louisiana farmers and ranchers continue to provide each of us with the food and fiber we need to survive. That's why I'm a proud member of the Louisiana Farm Bureau family. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. One more segment to go here on Play by Play. We thank you all so much for the time today. We want to thank our sponsors one last time. The Blue Boot Foundation, Bent's RV, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. Different Building Materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz Off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. And Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and Community Youth Sports Organizations. Tonight, South Lafourche taking on Morgan City. <clears throat> Pre-game around 6.30, kickoff at 7 o'clock. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil, Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A, and Galliano Marine Services. Tell you some betting picks and then we'll get out of here. Um, it is going to be a fun Major League Baseball day today, and I like the Dodgers, minus 120 over the Padres. Tony Gonsolin is throwing for the Dodgers. He's been excellent this season. And I just don't think that the spread should be that even. I think the Dodgers are a much better team than San Diego. And I think that they're going to find a way to get it done. They're up against it. They're not going to want to lose in the first round of the playoffs. They're up against it. Blake Snell is throwing for San Diego. He's been very, very shaky. Give me the Dodgers today. And I would even throw a nick or two on the Dodgers. Minus one and a half getting a win over, over Snell. That'd be plus odds there. I like today. My Atlanta Braves, minus 104 money line. I think the Braves are going to beat the Phillies. They're throwing Strider, but it's really going to be a bullpen game. Strider's only going to go two or three innings. 
Um, but I think the Braves, who have their bullpen rested, are going to get just enough offense on Nola, which is going to be tough to do. Now it's not going to be a you know seven nothing game. It's going to be three to two or you know four to three if the Braves could hold the Phillies down. If it turns into a shootout, Atlanta's going to lose. But I think the Braves are going to win a low scoring game and take care of business and improve to two uh, one in that series tonight. <laughs> college football wise, I like. Come on now, here we go. I like. Um, for an under in SMU and Navy. SMU's got an explosive offense, but I think that Navy will be able to control the game offensively, keep the ball on their side, stay ahead of the chains, have those big, long seven, eight, nine-minute possessions, and I think that the midshipmen are going to be able to hold it down just well enough to take care of business with the under there. College football this weekend, I there's a lot that I like. I like over 62 for Kansas and Oklahoma. I think both teams get some offense there. I like Ole Miss minus 14 at home against Auburn. I like over 47 and a half for Miami and Virginia Tech. Um, hell, I don't bet on LSU, but I like LSU plus three against Florida. Um, I like under 66 and a half for Alabama and Tennessee. I think that Alabama is going to want to slow the game down there. I like BYU minus one over Arkansas. Um so those are some of the ones college-wise. Let's go professional. <clears throat> I like under 44.5 for Tampa and Pittsburgh. Um, I like the Bengals minus one over the Saints. I like, let's see, uh, I like Atlanta plus 5.5 at home against the 49ers. The Falcons have been re- really competitive. I like the Rams minus 10 over the Panthers. No Baker Mayfield. The Panthers, uh, they're in trouble. They're hurting in a big way. And then I also like Denver plus 4.5 against the Chargers. So, those are just some things to consider. Those aren't all, you know, locks, obviously, but those are just some that I would consider playing throughout the course of the weekend. Thanks to Chandler Guitros. Thanks to Damian St. Pierre. Thanks to you all for listening. It's been Play by Play. We'll be back on Monday. You also got the Sports Corner tomorrow from 10 to 12. Have a great weekend, everybody. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.